Spurs fans, this is the Spurs Way Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Montana. This is my co-host, Colt Moran. What's good? Off a tough loss against the LA Lakers, probably the best team in the West right now. The Spurs are 4-2 with the Atlanta Hawks tomorrow. Following that game, we have the Thunder and then the Celtics. So I'm... I'm thinking a uh, six and two record before we uh, six, actually seven and two by the end of the week. Um, both those, all three of those teams are pretty good, but from what we've seen with the Spurs recently, is they should uh, they should take care of the lower end teams, and we played well against the three tough competition, top competitive games we've had this year with the Blazers, Clippers, and Lakers. Right, yeah, we took care of the lower end teams in our schedule, and you know we wanted to come out hot. We did four and one start until we play the best in the West Lakers, record wise. I mean, you can everyone has their own opinion of actually who is the best team in the West, but the Lakers have the best record at the moment. You can't refute Anthony Davis and LeBron James com- combined for forty six last night, while our big two, Lamarcus and Demar, combined for twenty two. So that that right there tells you why we lost. In my opinion, it was still a close game. Like the fact that we were still competitive when your two best players, the two dudes that you're paying 27 and 26 million uh, combined for 22. You know, Lil Marcus went two for nine, um, and Demar five for 15. And I think, you know, like the fact that we were still in that game uh, on the backs of Dejounte, um, some big Derek White plays. Um, a lot of them, some of them don't even show up on the stat sheet, like his charges against LeBron and his charge against Anthony Davis had a big, uh, fourth quarter. The fact that we were still in the game is what was impressive to me. And same with the Clippers game. It was a close one. We definitely had, uh, some things we could have done better, but again, it was our star players really just didn't outperform their star players. LaMarcus Again, with a poor shooting performance, looking non-aggressive, as Pop would say about say about say about Lonnie, about Lonnie, Lonnie non non-competitive. Um, went two for what? What did you go? Two for eight in the Clippers game. Uh, two for nine in the Lakers game. So clearly, Lamarcus has struggled so far this season. And thank God for Dejounte for stepping up. He's having a, a career year so far in limited minutes. And we'll we'll dig into that here in a bit, but I think Monty wants to roast Lamarcus a little bit. Yeah, I mean, y'all know how I feel about LA. Kind of sulks when things aren't going right. I don't understand. I mean, Zubox came out and said that the only way to stop or the way to stop Lamarcus is don't let him inside, and that what he's gonna do is gonna fade away once he can't get inside. It's easy to defend. That's Zubox saying that to you. That's like a third year player who doesn't get big minutes, and he's kind of running his mouth. And then what happens? Next big game we have, they don't let you inside. You're shooting fadeaways. You're selling for ridiculous shots. I don't like it. I don't like what I'm seeing from that right now. Uh, but I think we have a, a worse performer to talk about, and that's Marco Bellinelli, shooting 30% from the field, 18% from the three-point line. You can't have that. And there's a big thing going on on Spurs Twitter right now. People don't understand why he's playing. Look, I don't understand why he's playing either. And Pop, for some reason, likes corporate knowledge, and corporate knowledge can only take you so far, especially when you're blowing defensive coverages. You're hurting people's stats. You're hurting people's numbers because you aren't doing things correctly. And it's just so – if you're going to be out there, the main reason he's out there is to shoot threes. You're going to shoot 18% from the three-point line. You have no business playing at the moment. 
I think it's a little deeper than that. I think um, the reason why Marco is still playing, uh, even if he were playing well, if he was playing bad or playing well, he'd still be out there. And I think the reason for that is player development for Lonnie. Um, Marco knows the Spurs system. Whether he's making his shots or not, uh, Pop can point things out in the film room for Lonnie to do better at. And it's just a point of leadership. And we've all heard Pop's interview about Lonnie, how he was non-competitive. Um, Lonnie, I, th- I think he's playing lo- mind games with Lonnie. I said this in a post uh, on Spursway that got a lot of a lot of interaction from you guys. But I think he's playing mind games with Lonnie. You know, Lonnie had five minutes total the whole season until he played the, the Clippers. And he goes out in the first half and throws Lonnie on Kawhi Leonard, arguably the best player in the league right now. Goes, throws Lonnie on him. Uh, he plays actually pretty good in the first half, in my opinion. And then this, like a couple possessions where he would go fight over the screen and made made it difficult for Kawhi on the defensive end. And then he does it again in the second half. Lonnie gambles on a rebound where he was out of position. They get a three-point play. It was a costly mistake, and Pop immediately puts him on the bench. And, like, if someone else were to make that mistake, I don't think Pop would have been as hard as him. But it's Lonnie, and he's obviously invested in his future. And I think that's my dog wanting to go out. (laughs) But I think Pop is just playing a little mind games with him. He knows that if he – takes Lonnie out of the game immediately after a costly mistake, he'll remember that. If he has an interview saying he was non-competitive, he's not using his minutes uh, wisely, you can bet next time Lonnie gets out there, he's going to try to make the most of his minutes. He's going to play with a more conscious effort. I think it's all part of a plan, part of a game, and I don't think um, Marco will have those minutes moving forward in the season. Like as as we go through the season, Lonnie and Damari Carroll are going to be take, eaten into those minutes. It's just the veteran leadership that he wants. And I get that. I'm not as I said. Pop loves his corporate knowledge, and and as I said, that can only go so far when you're not being productive on the court. Basically, playing four on five basketball on both ends of the floor when you have Marco out there can't play defense. It's not shooting well, which is the only reason he was really on the floor in the first place is to space the floor out. And if they're not really worried about his shot, what's the point? And I'm not even worried about Lonnie. I think this is more worried about, like, more talking about like Damari Carroll. He can do more on the defensive end. We saw it in the last few games he came in. In little stints, played well. Wasn't great. Wasn't like, oh, my God, this guy is a world beater. But he played defense, got in passing lanes, unlike Marco. Didn't, wasn't afraid to fight through a screen. You know, and his three-point shot, whatever. But he gets in the lane and got a, got a few free throws, and that's what it is. But personally, that's who I think should be taking those minutes and eating those minutes. Lonnie's great. I'm not taking anything anyway, anything away from what Lonnie does. But we have a lot of ball handers on the floor anyways. Like, that's going to have Derek, Lonnie, and DeJounte on the floor. At the same time, it's not going to work out. And Lonnie's going to get his chances when DeJounte is not doing his back-to-backs. So we'll see Lonnie. We'll see Lonnie do his thing. But this is more of like a defensive thing where it's – this dude is not playing, not doing anything productive. Like, there's not one thing you can put on the floor and say, well, well, at least he's doing that. He's not doing anything. So, at some point, Pop has got to pull the trigger. Yeah, you got to win games. I feel you. Um, Marco hasn't played well these first six games. But the kind of going back to LaMarcus, LaMarcus is the guy that we're paying. And he's supposed to be uh, a top-two scorer for us, and he's had a six-point game and a five-point game already this season. 
Um, and it's not even like the productive, like how productive he is. Um, it's something that when we first started this podcast, Zach and I used to chirp about, and it's LaMarcus's effort. And we saw it the past few seasons. LaMarcus was a beast on the boards, uh, offensive rebounds, especially. And, you know, he just worked his ass off. And I just haven't seen that yet this season. And I'm wondering if the addition of DeJounte, uh, the expanded role of Derek, um, DeMar is now our primary ball handler. And it's like pretty, um, it's just like everyone's expanded roles eating into LaMarcus's touches. And he's uh, he's had a nine-shot game and an eight, uh, two games where he's, his field goal attempts were nine and eight. And that's just not a hungry LaMarcus that we've been used to seeing the past two seasons. And I'm worried that it's kind of a confidence thing when people are eating into his role, when he doesn't feel like he's the guy and it's not his job to, to lead our team to victory. And when that is his job, you know, that's what we're paying you for. And so regardless if you're getting the touches or not, just take some ownership and, and put forth that effort you've been giving us the past few seasons. Cause that's what has gotten the season, the, the city to come behind you. You know, when the first, his first two seasons, there was a lot of LaMarcus hate and some of it came from us, but these past two seasons, I feel like the city's rallied with him because he's been one of our top players and that effort's been there and that fire has been there. And I just haven't seen it this season. And that's, that's worrisome for me. Yeah. I think we kind of, we kind of, I actually, I talked about this. We were, this is when we talked about the trades and some, I even like went back to him and said, he just sulks just gets sad when he doesn't get his touches. And it's like, it's a team game. You got to realize that you're an older vet and we have younger talent that DeJounte, for instance, last night just went off for 14 in the fourth quarter. That's kind of, uh, okay, that was an explosion. Derek does the same thing. You know, where is, where is LA hitting these big shots that we need him to backing down, putting little dudes in the paint. He had, Little guys. He two games ago, three games ago, he had Dame Lillard on him and shot a three over top of him for no reason. It's like, what are you doing? Like, pull it together. <laughs> no, it will also speak. You said mentioned something about being a vet, and we haven't gotten that productivity from our vets this year. Like our young guys, Derek and Lon, uh, Derek and Dejounte have been some of our most efficient players. And speaking of last night, like Lamarcus went. Uh, two for nine, DeMar five for 15, Patty Mills one for four, Marco one for four, or Patty one for six, Marco one for four. Those are all our vets who are supposed to play efficient, smart basketball, and we just didn't get that. Um, you were talking about Lonnie, he, that he's going to come in and he's going to get his minutes. I feel like, like we have the fastest backcourt in the NBA. Derek White, DeJounte Murray, DeMar. Uh, Lonnie hasn't gotten the minutes, but he'll be there. And it's, I feel like Lonnie's, his role is just almost not as needed at the moment. We're second in the NBA in fast break points, 19 points per game, almost 20 points per game in fast break points. Last year, we were third to last in the NBA in fast break points, 10 points per game. So just the addition of DeJounte alone has made it to where our offense starts on the break immediately. That ball comes off the board. DeJounte Murray's leading our teams in rebounds right now at a point guard in 23 minutes a game. It's ridiculous. And it's like – and it's hats off to DeJounte for pulling down those boards, but it also tells you something about LaMarcus. You know, if if a point, if our point guard 
she's only playing 23 minutes is out rebounding you when you're you're supposed to be our guy down there you're supposed to be our anchor you know it's just telling of your effort and that's something we've been chirping about on this podcast for years and that's the thing that I'm going to just keep saying until I see it is where is LaMarcus's effort do you think it has something to do with pop bringing Trey Lyles into the lineup and just being like hey Trey you go get rebounds LA you kind of do your own thing and let them fall to you when they can because from what I've seen with them it's like it's like oh I don't care he's he's averaging seven rebounds a game I mean like you're a big man you should be getting the same thing we talked about when they played in Memphis in 2017 in the playoffs in an overtime game and this dude had two fucking rebounds it's the same thing I'm going by it's effort it's like Oh, I can take this this off. I don't really need to go fight for this one. Cause look, I have Trey Lyles pulling Dennis Robin numbers, going zero points, fourteen rebounds. It's like let me just no effort. It just go no effort, and it frustrates the hell out of me. And I'll keep saying it, just like you'll keep saying it. And well, I think Lamarcus, like you said, he just kind of sulks a little bit when he's not when the offense isn't orchestrated around him or around his preferences. You know, he can't play within the game as well as I'd hope. Um, He's always been more productive when he's at power forward. And so maybe that's something we need to experiment more with, with Jakob in the lineup, make LaMarcus happy. So we got to meet him halfway. And I I understand that. But like I said, you got to meet us halfway. So you're not going to get all your minutes at power forward. You're not always going to have Jakob on the floor because we got guys like DeJounte that need to slash and get to the bucket. And so we need someone that can spread the floor like Trey Lyles. We need you to be able to spread the floor. And and that's just he just hasn't been been doing it. And so I, I don't want to bash on Marcus because I know he's capable of great seasons and great games like he has been the past few years. I know he's capable of snagging and like being a top 10 offensive rebounder in the league like he was last year. But we just haven't seen it, and that's where um, – my concern, my biggest concern is for, for the season so far. Other than that, like the team has looked great. Like I said, 20 points per game off the fast break and Lonnie isn't even playing. I mean, he's going to bring some fire, some quickness, some defense. And I think we'll see that, that even go up more. We'll be the leading fast break offense in the league. Once DeJounte gets full game minutes and we start seeing Lonnie on the floor as well. Yeah. It's really hard for me to judge this team uh, currently especially with DeJounte getting 24, 25 minutes a game. That's going to go up to probably about 35. Cause, I mean, cause I 32, that. 33 is probably a good a good range for him, especially since we have Derek. But the thing is, we, we're not seeing him in in-game situations, which makes me a little nervous. Not it, you, you learn on the job. It's on-the-job training in this organization, especially with Pop and being how young he is. And he's not really getting that those crucial minutes, those four minutes left in the game, it's Derek right now. So that's what I'm really excited for, to see him kind of get that and take it. Because we saw a lot of it last night where from the eight-minute mark to the four-minute mark, he went off on a 14-0 run by himself. Steals, rebounds, pushing the break, taking taking LeBron James on. So that's the one thing that – it's not a concern. I'm just really excited to see what the full capability of this team is because, as you said – He's playing 24 minutes a game, and he's leading literally the, the team in everything. So, yeah, he's – so you mentioned assists and rebounds. DeJounte Murray is leading our team in assists, rebounds, steals, player efficiency rating, defensive blocks plus minus, box plus minus. There's all those stats he's leading us for. And, yes, yeah, some of them it's because he's in limited minutes, so his efficiency is going up because he's been playing well. But 
the assists per game, steals per game, rebounds per game, that's per game stats on limited minutes. And to kind of display that, he's number seven in steals per game in the NBA right now. Um, and the average top 15 players are getting 31 minutes a game. He's getting 23.4 minutes a game. So he's has seven less minutes per game, over half a quarter, and he's still in the top 10 for steals, um, which is just ridiculous. And it's just going to get better. So excited for that front, as we all were. We all knew DeJounte was going to come back and have a big season. Unfortunately, because he missed last year, he's not eligible for most improved player. But if you could go back and count the two seasons ago and look at now, DeJounte has made leaps in progression. And and Derek White, I just want to see his confidence go up. Um, Pop said it in an interview. Sometimes I got to tell him to be a little more like Manu and not worry about mistakes. And, and then Manu actually caught wind of that and, and had a funny comeback. He was like, I wish I got that advice. I, it's not like I tried to make mistakes. It just happened. <laughs> so just having that that mindset, though, it, for Derek is just be confident. Shoot shoot shots that you normally wouldn't take. Expand your role a little bit. So one person that we don't have to tell that to is Bryn Forbes. Bryn Forbes, uh, during the whole preseason at the beginning of the year, too, he was our a top three scorer for us. He was he led our team in scoring multiple games in that stretch. But the past three games, his his field goal percentage has dipped to under 40%, and he's ha he's struggled a little bit. But I'm not mad at that because I think the reason is Pop gave him the green light, like look to shoot more. And you don't got to tell Bryn that. <laughs> you really don't because you can see it when he catches the ball, he, he wants to score. And I think the reason why his field goal percentage has dipped a little bit is he's trying to create a little more. He's trying to be this shot creator, instead of play within the offense, which I'm not mad at. You know, he, he needs to figure that out because he's he's our he's one of our best scorers on the team. Yeah, you know uh you know you're a good shooter when the first thing Pop says to you is, Hey, you remind me a lot of Steph Curry, which is what he said to Bryn Forbes. So, you know, I wanna keep him and he's also gotta remember he's on a contract year, so that man's gotta let him fly and try to make his money. Um, and I hope we can pay him and hope we can keep him. Even Pop made the comment before the Clippers game and said we really want to keep him. We really hope if we don't pay him, he doesn't stay. That's simple as that. But we really want to pay him. We really want to keep him, which I do too. We've seen a lot of a lot of uh, aggressive defense out of him, considering he's only six one, six two, a buck, a buck eighty. So he's trying his ass off out there, and that's the one thing I wish Lamarcus could take a little bit of. Even they're boys, maybe <laughs> you know, hopefully they it, it wears off on them. But you know, it's what it is. We're gonna keep going back to Lamarcus's effort until we fucking see some effort. And that's what happens. This is the trend. We we talk a little shit about Lamarcus. Yep. He hears about it, and then he tries. So it's a method that is foolproof, and we're gonna keep keep it two up. Two So not a bad start to the season. Uh, two losses to both LA teams, Clippers and Lakers, two of the top teams in the NBA, uh, and they're both close games. So not mad at that. You got to be hopeful for our young guys. They've showed out so far. Really all it is is for our vets and the guys that have been doing this for, for 15 years almost to to step it up. And I think, I mean, we've seen it before. They they averaged nearly 20 points per game each last year. DeMar and LaMarcus, so don't give up on them either. DeJounte Murray, as we've been saying this whole podcast, killing it. Minutes go up at the 10-game mark. So around November 11th, expect to see more DeJounte. He'll have like around six, seven more minutes per game, which will put him right in that average for the top 15 steel leaders. 
and we'll have to see where, where that jumps up to. I think he's going to be easily a top three uh, steals per game leader in the NBA. We're looking at another all-NBA defense uh, defensive season from our starting point guard, and then an efficient on the offensive end as well. So those fast grade points are going to go up. We're going to have more lockdown defense on these West point guards. And you had an interesting stat about the the Trailblazers game. Because those three games, to me, that have the most takeaways are the Trailblazers, Lakers, and Clippers game. And, and Zach, you mentioned it. Um, Damian Lillard with DeJounte Murray guarding was, was shooting, what, 15%? So with DeJounte Murray on Damian Lillard shooting 15%, unfortunately, the minute restrictions had a DeJounte come out. And in that fourth quarter, that's when it was Dame time and Dame dropped 14 or how much? 18? Whatever it was, he dropped a shit ton of points. Like anywhere between 14 and 18 points, don't remember. It might be 16 points in the fourth <laughs> quarter and just like put us back in it. And obviously he missed that three-pointer that could have tied it and sent it to overtime. I was at that game. Dame's one of my favorite point guards. He's one of the best in the NBA. Sometimes shit like that happens. Sometimes the, the best player on the floor catches – Catches fire and can't miss, and you can't stop him. But when DeJounte's back, we got to answer for it. Yeah, they asked Pop, you know, did you ever think about bringing uh, DeJounte back on the floor to guard Damien? And he was like, he's on a minute restriction. Take it up with the trainers. It ain't nothing to do with me. So Pop's even avoiding it right now because that's not his mess. He We've already dealt with trainers and all this, and he's like, I'm removing myself from this situation. That's between them and them. So that's what I'm – he's just taking advice. But, yeah, it looks great. I'm excited what we've been seeing. The three big games we've lost by seven points to each game. Each game, whatever close in each game as well had chances down the stretch. That Clippers game, I'm gonna go with two bad calls that were called a traveling that wasn't a travel, and Demar got absolutely mugged by Patrick Beverly. That was definitely a foul. And then Marco just shot a crazy three for no reason. But that's just what it is. But yeah, we have the Thunder, we have the Hawks, the Thunder, and the and the uh, Celtics next three games. I'm expecting a 3-0 record. Trey Young's back tomorrow. Tough return after a sprained ankle. You got to go against DeJounte, and then you look at the sideline, they got Derek, who gave you fits all last year too. So enjoy that, Trey. I think the Spurs go 3-0, and I think uh, by Friday they should be 7-2, cooking, still doing their things in the West. I wonder if ESPN – analysts have caught on yet that to not sleep on the Spurs because we've had some games so far and even the ones we've lost have been close so we all knew it It it's time to prove to the rest of the world Spurs we're four and two but we're gunning for a top spot in the west it's feeling good so we'll see y'all next week Zach's predicting we go three and oh the next three games keep a lookout for DeJounte Murray his minutes go up and then New Spurs jerseys. We're getting released on November 11th. We're praying for Fiesta, but we know it's going to be camo. Please, guys. (laughs) So hit us up at Spursway Podcast, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You know the deal. Peace.